Utah loses in the Valley of the Sun. With the loss, where do the Utes stand in the rest of the Pac-12? As we get a Pac-12 update. And the Utah Sports Update. It's all coming up next. Unlocked on Utes. Ute fans, welcome into Locked on Utes, your one-stop shop for all things University of Utah. This is for November 5th, 2018. Yes, I am back after a about a week hiatus due to my issues with my computer software. I do apologize for that. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, and really wherever you get your podcast, you'll be able to find us there as well. Just feel free to leave us a review and a five-star rating if you like the show. Feel free to email us at LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. You can ask questions. You can leave comments. Basically, if you want to be part of the show, you can feel free to do so using that Gmail account. You can also call us at 419-777-UTES. That's 419-777-8837. Be sure to leave your name when you call in. You'll leave a voicemail, your questions, comments, and just, again, have your voice heard here on the program. Social media, you can follow along on Twitter and on Facebook. Just look for Locked on Utes. And finally, be sure to let all your Ute friends know about Locked on Utes. So I am back and I do apologize for the issues that I had last week in regards to my software. I was able to get the issues at least for today resolved and hopefully we'll be able to figure it out moving forward. All right, so let's just jump right into it, talk about the Utes and talk about their tough weekend. Truly was a disappointing weekend for us Utah football fans as the Utes went into November going 4-0 in October and really having the ability to control their own destiny as I just mentioned. Sun Devils, however, they had other plans, and really I'll tell you more or less about how this loss happened for Utah. It was another one of those slow starts, you know, despite the fact that Utah's been dominant over the last four weeks coming into this football game. They've had a lot of slow starts, and this one was no different. Arizona State came out firing. They jumped out to a 14-0 lead 10 minutes into the ball game. They would, however, respond, Utah would, in a very big way, thanks to Zach Moss. Utah scored 17 unanswered points, ended up taking a 17-14 lead with a couple of minutes left in the half. Now, Nikhil Harry and Manny Wilkins, they wanted to make sure to move the ball down the field in a hurry, and they responded really quickly with a six-play, 77-yard drive that took less than a minute and a half, and Arizona State jumped out to a 21-17 lead at the break. So Utah's offense, they looked as though that they might continue what they had been doing over the last three weeks. Then the third quarter came, and the offense more or less stalled. And then that's when disaster struck. With five minutes, 33 seconds left in the third quarter, Utah down just four points. Tyler Huntley got hit on an escape and threw a ball down the field and then did not get up. He was moving very slowly. You could tell from the second that he got hit, he kind of got crunched and just did not move. He kind of just flipped over and just laid there, and you could tell that something was not right. He got carted off, and we later found out that it was a broken collarbone and will officially be out for the rest of the season. So Jason Shelley will now be the starting quarterback. And he came in for the Utes entered the game and managed to move the ball down the field, put him in field goal range, and the Utes actually were able to connect and pull within one point. 
down just 21 to 20. But that would be the last score for Utah as Arizona State scored 17 straight points and ran away with a 38 to 20 victory. Now, Nikhil Harry, potentially the best receiver in Pac 12 and maybe even the country, caught nine balls for 161 yards and a career high, three touchdowns. Yes, it seems as though. Those career games happen against the University of Utah, but a career game for Nikhil Harry. And this leads into what I felt was the biggest disappointment of the entire game, and that was how poor this defense played. And this is a defense that, coming into it, and I talked about it last week, this is a, do I want to use the word elite? Probably an elite defense that Utah has been putting onto the field, and they did not look elite at all in this game against Arizona State. And it's it's really disappointing when you think that they played against Manny Wilkins, who, you know, he's good, but I would say he's more the middle of the pack. Okay, you know, get it, middle of the pack. Quarterback, and he threw for nearly 300 yards, had five incompletions the entire day. And not just that, but this run defense that's been so great. Third in the country in, uh, as far as rushing defense goes. Eno Benjamin didn't care about that. He came out and ran all over the Utes. This was something that you expected Utah to stop first and foremost, as that's what Kyle Whittingham preaches. But Eno Benjamin, as I just mentioned, he did not care. 27 carries, 175 yards, and two scores. And frankly, that three-headed monster of Wilkins, Nikhil Harry, and Eno Benjamin, they, they, they controlled this football game. From the start, they controlled this football game. Wilkins threw, as I just mentioned, for nearly 300 yards. Nikhil Harry uh, was responsible for half of that, yes, and then Benjamin adding 175 yards. You thought just they really had no answer. You know, offensively, Zach Moss was a was really the lone bright spot for Utah. He finished with 128 yards on 18 carries and a touchdown. But the offense outside of that, they were just out of sorts the entire day. Really, Tyler Huntley didn't look too great. Uh, before he went down with injury, and Jason Shelley, that was just not a good showing at all. It looked a little shell-shocked as he came onto the field. It was just 4 of 11 throwing the football. And outside of that first drive, I'm pretty sure he had two quick passes, and they and two for two out of the gates, and then just two for nine the rest of the way. So, you know, a lot for Jason Shelley to uh, have on his shoulders. And Utah's thin at that quarterback position. Uh, and we'll see how that goes for Utah the rest of the way. You know, hopefully no injuries come about to Jason Shelley as Tyler Huntley is done for the season with an injury uh, to his collarbone, and we will not see him the rest of the year. Now, now, what does this loss mean for Utah? Well, here it is, and I'll try to explain the best I possibly can. Uh, coming into this game, Utah was able to control their own destiny. What I mean by that is that had they have won out, Utah would have glided their way into the Pac-12 title game. And you think, man, three losses for a team playing in the Pac-12 championship. That's just really how cannibalistic this Pac-12 South has been. Really the entire Pac-12 conference, but the Pac-12 South especially. But uh, they are able to still many ways for Utah to end up in the Pac-12 title game, but they will first and foremost have to win the last two remaining Pac-12 games. They play Oregon this weekend, and then they are at Colorado for the Rumble and the Rockies the week after. Utah will need to win both of those games in order to have a chance. And without Tyler Huntley, that becomes a little more difficult of a feat to accomplish. On the flip end, Arizona State now holds the tiebreaker with Utah, they also have three losses in the Pac-12, uh, in the Pac-12, which means that now Arizona State 
technically would have the edge if they went out. So Arizona State really the only true team that can carve their way into the Pac-12 title game by just winning out. But they have a tough, they have a pretty tough challenge ahead of them outside of this upcoming week. I mean, this upcoming week they take on UCLA at home, which should be an easy win for the Devils. But then they have to win the last two on the road, the first one being in Eugene against Oregon, and then the rivalry, which, of course, we know here in the state of Utah, rivalries, they have a way of controlling the football game. And that Arizona game at the end of the year at Arizona, so in Tucson, the Wildcats will have home field advantage. And that should be a very interesting and intriguing matchup back at the end of the year. So although it may seem like it's doom and gloom for the Utes, it's still far from it and very possible. But, you know, as I just mentioned, becoming so, so much harder now that Tyler Huntley is no longer the starting quarterback after getting injured. And we'll be interested to see what Jason Shelley can do for the Utes the rest of the way. All right, guys, I want to talk to you about Vivid Seats now. And you've heard me talk about this Every single episode thus far, and I'll tell you why. It's because it's fantastic. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace that's dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. I've told, I've, I've told you my story about ending up in Atlanta last year with my favorite football team as I was able to attend the game for the very first time. And using Vivid Seats uh, allowed me to be in very good position to watch those guys. They didn't lose the game. You know, to be fair, but it was really great to be there, to be in person, and to watch my team live. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of the favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices as well, and it's a really easy purchasing experience. All you got to do is go onto your app store, download Vivid Seats, and it's just right from your fingertips. You can Find your seats and click them, select them, and you are going to be in your spot very easily, very simply, and for a very good cost. It's very simple. What's even great is that you guys, you listeners with the podcast code locked on, can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Just as I mentioned, go to the App Store and download the app. Type in the code LOCKED ON and receive that $20 off orders of $200 or more. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. It's Vivid Seats. I love it. You guys will love it. Make sure to download the app right now and purchase your tickets for any upcoming event that you would be interested in attending. Vivid Seats. All right, we'll take a break. When we return, we'll go into the Pac-12, talk to you about what happened over the weekend, and give you updates on the standings as well. It's all coming up next on Locked On Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in Locked On Utes, your one-stop shop for all things University of Utah. It's now time to dig into this Pac-12 and give you scores, updates on standings, and much more. So we'll start right out of the gates with the game that was actually on Friday night that contain, uh, that that saw Arizona knock out Colorado 42-34 as Khalil Tate, folks. Khalil Tate has woken from his slumber. He threw for five touchdowns, 350 yards, and helped the Cats glide past the Buffaloes. And it was a close game throughout, but it was the defense that held strong for Arizona despite the fact they put 34 points, they allowed 34 points to Colorado. 
the last touchdown scored by the Buffaloes was back in the third quarter with nine minutes left to play, and there's only a field goal that was made at the end of the third. There was it was a shutdown defensive effort by Arizona to end the ball game, as uh, they were able to escape with a 42 to 34 victory uh, at home against the Colorado Buffaloes. With the loss, the Buffaloes fall to the bottom of the Pac-12 South. They're now two and four, and with the win, Arizona Arizona still breathing somehow as they have a four and three record and one of the four teams in the Pac-12 South that currently has four losses. Moving on to Oregon and UCLA. wasn't even a game, really. Oregon pounced on UCLA 42-21 that saw future NFL quarterback Justin Herbert throw for 264 and two touchdowns. Chip Kelly's first game back in Autzen Stadium didn't quite go the way he had hoped, despite a big night from his running back Joshua Kelly, who tallied 161 yards and a touchdown with the loss. The Bruins fall to 2-4, and four, the second of two four-loss teams in the Pac-12 South. And Oregon now sitting at 3-3, three and three, two games behind Washington State uh, at the top of the Pac-12 North. Washington, on the other hand, was able to keep their Pac-12 North title chances alive as they slid past Stanford 27-23. to Now, after missing two games with a shoulder injury, Miles Gaskin ran up and down the Cardinal defense, 148 yards and a score, and it was Washington's defense that finished off the game as Taylor Rapp forced K.J. Costello's third interception of the night, and the Huskies were able to improve to 5-2, and two, just one game back, technically uh, one and a half games back of Washington State, as they uh, also improved to 5-0 and oh at home. With the loss, Stanford falls to three losses. They're now 3-3 three and three in the Pac-12 North. USC got back on the winning track by knocking off the last-place Beavers of Oregon State University. It was USC's Aka Cedric Ware that helped pace the Trojans, and boy did he have himself a massive night, 205 yards on just 17 carries and two touchdowns. Very well could be the performance of the week in the conference outside of you know possibly Nikhil Harry for Arizona State. With the win, USC sits at 4-3, and three, same record as Utah. Utah obviously holding the tiebreaker. Technically, the way you look at it, Utah still sitting atop the conference despite the fact that they lost to Arizona State, but that's only because the Sun Devils have played one less conference game, so they only have three wins so far, but three losses and the tiebreaker for Arizona State now. And then moving on to the Cougars of Wazoo, it took to the final minute for the Cougars to get a sting, uh, to get a win over a stingy Cal team that only allowed Washington State to score 19 total points, far and away their lowest scoring game of the year. But potential Pac-12 Player of the Year Gardner Minshew did it again through a touchdown pass to Aesop Winston Jr., which is 32 seconds remaining to guide them to their eighth win of the season by knocking off the Bears 19-13. The win keeps the Cougars as the last shot, a long, long, long shot at that, for a Pac-12 team to make the playoff alive. They sit at 5-1 and one in conference, but they're 8-1 and one overall, and they, uh, outside of this performance, their offense has been absolutely stellar all season long. And with the loss, Cal... Kind of a surprising team, just 2-4, and four, but they've really played tough with some of the Pac-12's best teams as of late, especially. 
Now for next week, this is another big week. Of course, every week from here on out is going to be big in the Pac-12 as there is a lot to still play for. Oregon will travel to Utah, both 6-3 and three on the year. UCLA will travel to Arizona State, as I mentioned before. Washington State is on the road at Colorado. Oregon State will be at Stanford. And Cal, that surprising team I was just talking about, will wrap things up with a visit to USC on late Saturday night. So big weekend in the Pac-12 coming up in about five days. So make sure that you're ready for that as well. All right, I want to talk to you guys now about my favorite way to watch my college sports, and that is Sling TV. Now, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. With Sling TV, you are able to. You're able to watch any game you need to, and it's really, really simple. If you're sick of paying for multiple channels you never watch, when really all you want to do is just watch sports, just watch your team play, then Sling TV is the option for you. It's $30 a month, and with it, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC Network, and much, much more. You're able to stream on your big screen TV. You're able to stream on your tablet, on your phone. With Sling TV, you're able to get the TV you love only better because there's no useless channels. There's no long-term contracts. There's no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime you want to. If you don't like it, get rid of it. I wouldn't suggest it because it's fantastic. Now, you can have an option to test it out for yourself. Here's what you got to do. Sling TV is offering you guys a chance to test it out and see how you like it for free. They're giving a, uh, they're allowing a seven-day trial. Right now, all you have to do is log on to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. And you can get your seven-day free trial right now. Uh, test Sling TV. See how you like it. And I promise if you give it a shot, you're going to love it as it's uh, truly the best way to get your sports right here, right now, and take it with you wherever you go. It's Sling TV. Coming up next, we'll dig into the sports weekend that was at the University of Utah. A lot to get into. Men's basketball started. Women's basketball started. You also had volleyball, soccer, and swimming and diving as well. So we'll get to that next as Locked On Utes rolls on. This is Locked On Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside Locked On Utes for November 5th, 2018. It's now time for the Utah Sports Update as we jump around the different programs at the University of Utah, give you an update on the uh, on the soccer team, on the volleyball team, the basketball teams, and more. And we'll start with the women's soccer team as they were on the road at 21st-ranked Colorado. Now, the Utes had not won a true road game against a top-25 team since it beat number 16 BYU during the 2007 season. So it had been 11 years and 27 games that Utah had not won a true road game against a top-25 team. Well, that ended on Friday afternoon. As the Utes slid past Colorado, ranked 21st in the country by a final of one to nothing, thanks to Haley Stodden's 10th-minute goal, as the Utes were able to get the big victory on the road. Also, a big match by Kaylee Nelson, the keeper for Utah, and she had herself another shutout. She finished the year with five shutouts and 82 saves in Pac-12 play, tops among any goalkeeper in the Pac-12. She also recorded her eighth shutout of the season. Now, what's great as well is this is a year removed from a season that saw the Utes go over 
uh, in the Pac-12 play. The Utes will now this season finish with a fourth-place record in the Pac-12 conference, behind only the numbers one, two, and six teams in the country. Incredible to think about. Utah entered that matchup with Colorado with an RPI of 82, which is ninth among Pac-12 teams. Not a very good RPI, but there should still be some traction for the selection show, which takes place today at 2.30 as Utah will find out their playoff hopes. Now moving on to Utah volleyball. Not a good weekend for the Lady Utes as they went 0-2 on their trip to the Bay Area. A loss first at Cal 3 to 1 in that matchup and then at number 2 Stanford losing 3 sets to 0 as well. They will try to bounce back at home this weekend as they have a double dip with the Arizona schools first Arizona Wildcats at 7 p.m. on Friday and then a tilt with the Arizona State Sun Devils on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock p.m. We'll see if Utah can bounce back and try to find their winning ways once again. They currently sit now on the season at 13-12. and 12. They're 5-9 and nine in conference play with still a couple of weeks left to go in the regular season. And we'll see how they can do here the final six matches of the year. Moving on to the swimming and dive team. On Friday, the Utes were at UNLV. The ladies were able to get a big-time victory in their meet against the Rebels by a final of 147-96. Now, I'll be completely honest, I'm not 100% sure what that means, but I do know that it's a victory for Utah. It was their first of the season as they just run into a lot of just <laughs> really tricky meets as they were one as they were 0-4 coming into the matchup against uh, UNLV, but getting a very dominant victory on the road to kind of get them back in their winning ways, and we'll see if that can continue moving on throughout the rest of the season. Still a lot of swimming left here in the regular season for the swimming and dive teams. Just really a young season that has just gotten underway up at the uh, University of Utah. Now moving on to women's basketball. They had their annual field trip game, a, a midday bout with Westminster at the John M. Huntsman Center where the Utes saw a very good performance offensively as, as in a 40-minute game, the Lady Utes put up 118 points, allowing Westminster to score 80 points as well. So the defense might be uh, something to look into, but the offense was rolling against Westminster, thanks in large part to the freshman Drew Gilton. Her very first game in a Utah uniform, she scored 9 points and dished out 16 assists. Now let me tell you how wonderful that is. Had this game accounted, those 16 assists would have been a an all-time record at the University of Utah. In Drew Gilton's first game as a Ute, could have broken the all-time record had that game accounted. It was also a good performance from the senior, uh, Megan Huff. She finished with 20 points and 4 rebounds. Another freshman came out strong in this matchup as Drayana Edwards had 20 points on 10 of 13 shooting. And all around, Utah was able to get a dominant performance. Five players scored in double figures in that game. And many players also scored in the 9-8 to eight point range as well. Of course, putting up 118 points with 10 different players, you're going to find very balanced attack if there is nobody that has over 20 points. So congratulations to the Utes on the very big win, but didn't quite count. Their season starts on 
Wednesday with a game at Nevada. Now, what's great about that is you can catch that at 7.30 Mountain Time. I will be on the call uh, at Nevada coming up on Wednesday evening. Now, moving on to the Utah men's basketball team, as they also had themselves an exhibition game. They knocked off the College of Idaho by a final of 96-76, to but it was the second half that's going to have Utah fans a little nervous. The Yotes put up 47 points in the second half, while the Utes only put up 39. So technically, the second half was controlled by the College of Idaho as they outscored the Utes by 8 points. Now, on the flip side, you can look at the positives. For Utah, they were led by freshman Timmy Allen, who started the game. He had 18 points and 7 rebounds. Very nice game for Booth Gack as well, as he finished with 12 points on uh, on three of seven shooting. So the freshmen doing some really good things offensively. Utah also, like the women's team, had five players in double figures. They also got nine out of Ante Hendricks. And, you know, a well-balanced attack by Utah. But, you know, you got to look at that second half and wonder what they can do to improve already here uh, as the season begins coming up on Thursday at 7 o'clock as they take on Maine. So now a very big week for the University of Utah. First with the 3.30 kickoff at Oregon coming up on Saturday as Utah will try to get back in the winning ways and try to control that Pac-12 South as best as they possibly can. The men's basketball team starting on Thursday. The women's basketball team starting on Wednesday. The volleyball teams playing on Friday and Sunday at home. And the soccer team as well trying to find out their future for the NCAA tournament, which they will find out a little bit later today with the selection show at 2.30. So that's your Utah sports update. And like I mentioned, just a lot to look forward to as a Ute fan. All right, that'll do it for today's show. This is Locked on Utes for November 5th, 2018. Please be sure to have a wonderful, wonderful day. And as always, go Utes! Go Utes!